to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Last Gen Podcast. How are you doing? That's great. Me, I'm doing well. That's amazing. Great to hear. Currently, I am in Bethlehem. I was about to say, what city am I? Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's been already a great week of revivals with uh, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Man, last night was powerful, and I'm pumped up, and I'm ready. It's only February, which I can already say it's already February. That's insane to me that it's already February. The 21-day fast went by so fast. January went by so fast. February is already going by so fast. Wow. But, um, and if you're listening to this in the future, sorry for making time-specific references. You didn't jump on it as soon as it came out, so that's on you, man. Anyways, yeah, revival's been great. We're going for a couple more days, and uh, and it's exciting. Let me tell you, I'm so excited about, I mean, saying excited about 2022 is an understatement. You know, you know it's going to be a good year when the the things that you laid out to God as your prayer requests, as the things you wanted to see happen in the year, uh, that list has to be scrapped because they've already come to pass. You've got to make new prayer requests. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, listen, think big. One of the scriptures that's been in my spirit recently is Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. And it doesn't stop there. According to the great power that is at work within us. So get your expectations high. You know, people say, well, don't get your hopes up. Faith says, get your hopes way up. Get your hopes way up. I'm expecting, I'm, you know, I've never had an expectation like this. But I have an expectation because I've seen what he's already done. But I've got an expectation that I'm going to get to the end of the year, like personally. And this is how you should think about your life. Set an expectation that once you get to the end of the year, you'll have to, and I know you hear my uncle teach on this all the time and preach on this, that you'll have to look back and just laugh about what God did, about like the insane things, the memories that you had, the great things that you did. I mean, the places that you've gone, the things that he's allowed you to do, the things that he's put in your hand. I mean, good, good grief. I know I'm not Charlie Brown, but good grief. God has already like blessed me and I'm, and I'm just expectant. I'm so thankful and I'm expectant for the rest of the year. It's only February. So continue to press in. I'm telling you, continue to press in. I'll give you one more scripture, but it's just in my spirit. I, I'm, I'm going to, I got to praise, I got to praise, and I got to let it out. In the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, I believe, I should I should know this. People qu- quote it a lot, but they don't quote the full verse a lot of the times. But, I mean, it's powerful in, in that the part that people quote is powerful, but read the whole thing. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
And we'll start in verse and verse 9. Paul says, But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man has imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. And people stop there and say, Well, well praise God, God's given you something that, that you've never thought of. Or, or no eye has seen, no ear has heard. But, but keep reading. So you could say like, oh, I guess we'll never see it, brother. But, you know, <laughs> it's not true. Keep reading. Verse 10. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought, thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God that we, listen to this, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. Oh man, this year, if you're going to expect divine possession, which we are, the last gen is, this isn't something for, for 30 something, 40 something year olds. I like, this is something, if you will grab a hold of this word. I'm telling you, if you will grab a hold of this word, you'll hold things in your hand at 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, that people who are 30, 40, 50 will never even dream of having. I'm telling you, you will hold things in your hand. You'll Listen, I'm believing that God is going to do some things for me that it would take other people 30 years, 40 years. I'm telling you, get your faith high. Get your faith high. Well, that's not even what I was talking about. But this one's going to be a short one today. Not if I continue on the path that I'm going on. I'll, I'll teach on what I said I was going to teach on. Um, here we have it. Here's the title. Oh, if you missed it, let me just drop this right now. If you're not following The Last Gen on Instagram, you need to because we just gave away close to $300 worth of stuff. And it was so fun doing the giveaway with you guys. We did a live stream uh, trivia. I had people call in. It was It's just fun. I love you guys so much. So, yeah, follow that. Stay up to date with what we're doing. We post a bunch of cool stuff, not just not just memes. And it's not just to let you know that the podcast is out. We use that. We, you know, we'll tell you. But like it's stuff to encourage your faith throughout the week, build you up. We're going to be doing a lot more live streams. We've been doing Instagram reels. So there's a lot of content on there. Just start scrolling. Get on there. Make a burner account if you don't have Instagram. Get on there. Make sure make sure you're staying up to date. This not only is your life going to go up and, and my life going to go up, but, but we as the last gen fam are going to, you know, there's something that happens when you corporately identify with a group of believers, the corporate anointing. You know, why, why is it that my uncle calls the people who are connected with this ministry, miracle word that is, the victory tribe? Because there's something special when you come together and identify with Holy Ghost, faith-filled believers. It's powerful, and God blesses it. God blesses it. Stay connected. I'm telling you, stay connected. I'm telling you. All right, let's jump into it. You've seen the title, Five Prayer Mistakes, and how to avoid them. Five, I don't know if I'll put five common prayer mistakes or five horrible prayer mistakes or five, 
I don't know. I'll think of something creative. But we're talking about prayer mistakes, mistakes that people make in prayer. Listen, if this year is going to be a year of divine possession, it's got to be a year of, you know, if you're going to have things that you'll never, you've never dreamed of having, you're going to have to put in time in devotion to God that you've never dreamed of putting in time. You're going to have to put in effort into pressing into God than you never thought. And that comes with prayer. Things don't just fall in your lap. If you look at any successful man of God, you could say, oh, that's great that he has that. You know, what, what, a, what a suddenly moment. You know, suddenly God blessed him with that jet. No, you, haven't, you just weren't there when the hours and hours that he skipped lunch or the hours and hours that he skipped hanging with friends to pray and press into God and read his word. So it's not a suddenly moment. Your decisions determine your destiny. I love that God is, is, you know, he doesn't just leave it up to chance and he doesn't leave it up to, quote unquote, his sovereign will. He has a will for your life and it's never ending increase, but not everyone's going to get there. And why is not everyone going to get there? Because their actions won't elicit that response from God. He, he leaves it actually in your court. The ball is in your court. How far in God do you want to go? Like set your, set, set your mind, how far in God, how deep in prayer, how how deep in the word do you want to get? It's not up to God. It's up to you. Remember that. <laughs> How my life goes is not up to God. It's up to me. So five prayer mistakes. So we've got to jump into prayer like never before. And, you know, I, we've done episodes on prayer, I believe. I don't, maybe maybe not. But, but I'm not going to teach on the power of prayer. I'm not going to teach on, you know, you know, like faith that moves mountains or, you know, we, we will have episodes on that. But I'm going on the assumption that you guys know what power there is in prayer. The Bible says the prayer of a righteous man has great power when it's working. Your prayer changes things, and it changes you. So, but you can see uh, in youth, you can see a lot of times that people have a hard time with prayer. And reason is, it's because they've not been taught. You know, people, you know, in youth group, you got to pray. Remember to, <laughs> I always hated when they were like, they were like, you know, sometimes it's hard to pray. So set a timer on your phone. And when it goes off, pray. It's like, okay, then what? Like, what do I pray? You know, you can't just tell someone to do something without training them to do it. And, and a lot of times, and I like when people do this and when ministers do this, because Talking about what not to do really shows you what to do. Talking about, like, what not to do. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, talking about what, like, a, uh, a terrible minister, like, terrible sayings that they say and terrible preaching, preaching uh, cliches really helps you into knowing what not to do. So that, that really, it really is true. So five prayer mistakes. Um, and these are so common. Like, some of these make me laugh because you know, it's like classic youth group 101. But the fact is, is that people have a hard time in their own personal life with prayer. And, um, and this will help you today. I really do believe it. So I want you to take notes. If you hear that sound, good God, there's a, I'm, I'm up in a hotel room, right? You done? Are you done? I'm up in a hotel room right now. And I'm literally, oh my gosh, I, oh, it's like slamming. There's a, there's a garbage truck outside. 
like right outside my window. And like it's taking the garbage, like the, it's like one of those industrial garbage things, you know, that's huge that you put trash bags in. And they're taking it and they pick it up and they just slamming it down on the ground. It's like malfunctioning. It's like, stop it. Um, so sorry about that. But this will really help you. Take notes on this. Really do take notes on this. It's only five, and it's going to be quick. I'm going to run through them quickly. I'm going to teach on them. I'm going to give you word for it. But you'll know. You'll know. You'll have a better understanding of how to have effective prayer. Not just, you know, because I've, I've had that happen. I'm sure you have where you, you try to get into prayer. You're like, okay, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes. I'm going to pray for an hour. It's going to be powerful. I'm going to rend the heavens. <laughs> so you get to prayer. And it's like crickets, cheap, cheap, cheap. You have no idea like what to say. You're like, oh, Lord, just bless my family. Bless my life. Thank you for the flowers. And <laughs> All right, so we're going to run through. I'm going to go through as quickly as possible because this is something that I love to talk about. So here you go. Number one, prayer mistake that really hinders people's prayer and it hinders their ability to, number one, hear from God, and number two, receive from God. Number one, huge prayer mistake. These aren't, these aren't in order of, of significance. This is in no means a hierarchical order, but it's just how I thought of it in my head. So number one, jumping into prayer requests. Write that down. The first prayer mistake is jumping right in to prayer requests. I'm going to pray for 30 minutes. You sit down. Lord, I ask you to just bless my family. I ask you to move this mountain. You know, and and a lot of times you'll find that if you try to just jump right into prayer requests, after, you know, you can start being religious and everything and trying to trying to have the Pentecostal voice, I ask you to move this mountain. But you'll find very quickly that it's a dry prayer. Very dry. You don't feel an ounce of the anointing. You don't feel an ounce of the presence of God. You're just asking things, and then you go, you go, you know, you just go right into prayer requests. But, the, you know, the thing is, is that it's not only does that hinder you, but God told you not to do that. <laughs> he actually set up a way. You don't just go into the presence of God however you want. You know, people like to be loosey-goosey, but why did, why did God set up an order? He set it up so that you'd follow it for your benefit, because he, know, he knows how you get into his presence. You know, I'd take his word for it. In Psalm 100 and verse 4, this is a passage of scripture I like to quote a lot. 100 and verse 4. And, uh, yeah, just 4. This is what the psalmist says. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Excuse me. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. So this is talking about the Old Testament tabernacle or the Old Testament temple. Enter into his gates. That was the outermost level of or layer of the temple. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and then into his courts. That's the closer in to the temple with praise. So God's saying right there that you don't just go into the the presence of God however you want. It's not just going, oh, Lord, I need this, and I need this. He, he set a prescription to go into his presence. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. 
into his courts with praise. Because there's a simple fact, and we taught on this last week on uh, the video podcast that I did with Lilia, um, that there's a reason that's true. It's not just because God's a, a stickler and he just wants things done how he wants it done, but there's a reason it's true. It's because the Bible says that God inhabits or lives in the praises of his people or Israel, and we are now spiritual Israel. God inhabits or lives in the praises of his people. So when you praise God, God starts living in your praise. And that means the presence of God fills, fills your room, fills wherever you're, you are. No matter where you are, it's, it's going to be saturated with the presence of God. Because praise brings in to wherever you are the presence of God. I always tell my youth this um, back in Virginia Beach. I say, listen, if you find yourself in a, in a point where you're praying and you, don't really, you feel nothing, like you feel nothing, you don't feel like praying, it's like, it's like you're pushing against a brick wall, there's nothing happening, you don't feel the anointing, whatever. A lot of times... And not not a lot of times. Most times, it's because you haven't sufficiently praised God. Most times, it's because you haven't taken time to sufficiently praise God. And let me clear this up before we move on to point two. But when I say praise God, I don't mean, well, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my mom. Thank you for my dad. And thank you. We thank you, Lord. But, you know, that's Thanksgiving. There's nothing wrong with thanking God. But it mentions praise here. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Now, what is praise? Praise isn't just something that we we do in church and something that takes up 15, 20 minutes before the preacher gets up. Praise, literally in the original, means an outward expression of joy. An outward expression of joy. So I always tell people this, you can't praise God and not look like you're praising God. <laughs> you don't you don't fall into the trap where you think you can praise God in my heart, you know, in my heart I'm really praising him. In my heart I'm lifting my hands. I hear the past, pastors say the dumbest thing in church like when they're exhorting, quote unquote. And they say like I want everybody to lift your hands and if you're not comfortable with that, lift your hands in your heart. It's like what the what the crap does that even mean? Lift your hands in your heart. Like, people even use that for an altar call. Altar call. If you lifted your hand today and you, and you wanted to get saved and you prayed that prayer with us, if you lifted your hand, I want, want you to text this number to the screen. Or if you lifted your hand in your heart and you made that decision in your heart, that's, that's not how God works. You can't just, not everything's in the heart. A lot of things are outward. You've got to show. You know, when David praised God with all his might, it wasn't in his heart. He was dancing like an idiot. Like an idiot. Get that? He was dancing like an idiot outwardly on the outside with his hands, with his body, with his legs, with his arms. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just praising God in my heart, you know. I'm just. Then you're not praising God. When people, quote unquote, praise God in their heart, it's because they're too prideful. They care about what people think too much to get up and dance. You might say, oh, that's strong, Alex. You know, people don't 
Not everyone's a dancer. Listen, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> I don't dance. I don't dance. I suck at it. But, you know, the Bible says, shout unto, the, you know, you can go through Psalms. These things aren't, aren't suggested. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you people. Make a loud noise unto God. You know, these things aren't, um, you know, it even says dance before the Lord. These things aren't like suggestions. Like they're not just exhortations, like encouraging you to. They're commands. So, oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe we're going to have to make this part two, part one and part two. Oh man. It's happened again. But, <laughs> you know, it's funny. People, people who, uh, and we touched on this last week, but I, I, uh, it's important. People who, who like are too embarrassed to praise God, it's almost like they act like, it's almost like saying, you know, I, I don't want to dance in church because, you know, you know, people always say, uh, you know, that that's distracting. It's not about you. You're just trying to draw attention to yourself and you, you just want all everybody to be looking at you dancing. Uh, for teenagers, I know that's 100% not true. <laughs> teenagers aren't, aren't looking. <laughs> they don't want everyone to look at them while they're dancing. That's not like clout. <laughs> wow, do you see Dave? Man, that kid can dance before the Lord. He's really cool. No, that's not a, that's not social currency. You lose clout points when you act like a fool like that. But that's the point. That's the point. People act like, oh, if I unleash unleash this dance, everyone would be looking at me. No, <laughs> you're not that good. I, I know for a fact you're not that good. And it's not about being good at dancing. It's about showing God. Whether, listen, whether I feel like it or not. Whether, whether I feel like, you know, like praising God or not, the Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise. That means even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to praise God because that's what I do. That's because I'm grateful. I'm thankful. He's done too much for me to me, for me to just shut up and have some religious face. You know, this year or the end of last year and the beginning of this year, I've made it a point. I'm going to praise more than I ever have. And I don't just mean in church. I mean like in my house, in my room, doors shut, African music on, dancing. If you're not willing to do that while nobody's looking, you've got to be willing. You know, David said, I'll even I'll get even more undignified than this. Before I'm done, I'm going to look even more like a fool to this world. But God's going to continue to bless me, and they can't deny the blessing. <laughs> so, well, that was a long form of saying point number one. Point number one, one. Number one, prayer mistake number one, jumping straight into prayer requests without praising God, without thanking Him, without praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues that builds yourself up, edifies you, builds up your most holy faith. And even the Bible even says when you pray in an unknown tongue, you could, Paul even said, you could be singing praises well enough with your spirit. So when you, when you speak in tongues, a lot of times you're not asking for things in tongues. You're actually, if you could hear in the spirit, if you could hear what you're saying, if you had the interpretation, it's just praising God. 
It's just praising God. No wonder that edifies you. No wonder. So number one, jumping straight into prayer requests. Number two. <laughs> number two. Okay, you know what? We will we'll break this into part one and part two. Does that sound good to you guys? All right. Part one and part two of, of five prayer mistakes. We'll do one more today, and then when I release it, um, the next one will be the last three. Prayer mistakes. This is the second prayer mistake. So this has become part one. Second prayer mistake. Now I got to pick which one to use. Dang. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Number th- number two. <laughs> this you see a lot. Talking just to talk. Number two, write it down in your notes. Talking just to talk. There was a guy I when I went to youth group. Back in high school, I won't say who it was, what youth group it was. He was, you know, he, he, he had good intentions, but like, you know how, like sometimes in youth group, they'll have small group and that's the most awkward part. That is the most awkward part, especially if you've got a person leading it that, you know, is just like a volunteer. You can tell he's like someone's dad. (laughs) So, uh, what'd you guys think of the message? You have any prayer requests? How's school going? (laughs) But... Oh man, <laughs> there was this kid, and he had a great—he had great intentions. You could tell he—he he loved God. Um, but he would always volunteer to pray. You know, the—the the most awkward part is like at the end when everyone's silent. <laughs> everyone's silent, and the, the leader's like, "Does anyone want to pray us out? Anyone feel like praying us out?" It's silent for like three minutes, like good, good long three minutes, completely silent. Anyone want to pray us out? Everyone looks down to their shoes. But after a good long three minutes, this this kid would, would always speak up and say, yeah, I wanna, I'll, I'll pray. Sure, I'll pray. And, um, and he would always, it's so funny to me, because this is just an example of how pretty much a lot of people are. He would always jump in a prayer and he'd be like, you know, he'd be like, thank you, God, for just your holy name. And thank you for bringing us together so that we can, we can bless your holy name. And we thank you for your holiness and your righteousness and your, and thank you for school and thank you that we get to even live and thank you for, um, allowing us to be here. And I pray that school goes well. And I pray that, that, uh, this week is fun and that nothing bad happens in your holy and righteous name. Amen. And I got after after every time I I think, do you even know anything that you just said? Like like could you summarize what you just prayed about, what you just thank God for, what you're expecting to happen now that you've prayed this? Like what 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 was the purpose? You know, I, I think a lot of times people who get up in church, what was the purpose of you saying that? 
I said to Lily, I said, you know, if you're going to pray, like in church, get up and pray and exhort, maybe think about the words that you say before they come out of your mouth. Like maybe when you get up and have a microphone in your hand, you should think about, man, what am I going to say? Like, what do I have to add to this service before I start opening my mouth? Is, is anything that I'm about to say worth saying? Like, these are the, the thinking skills that people really need. Because people get up and it's like they had, it's, they knew. <laughs> they were scheduled on planning center. You're praying us in. Okay, whatever. The pastor asked him, could you pray? Yeah. Oh, sure, I'll pray. I'll pray. I'll pray over the offering. I'll just pray for the service, a transitional prayer, whatever. And people get up. They get the mic and they're just like, uh, Lord, we just, we thank you for allowing us to be here. And like, <laughs> and you could tell when people have no, no content in their spirit, nothing to think when they just start thinking, thank you for the, the greenness of the grass and, and the sun. And thank you for the beautifulness of the flowers. And thank you for the miracle of the sunset. It's like, you're just talking to talk, just talking to talk. That is <laughs> So, it's so fun. I could, you know what I'm talking about though. You do know what I'm talking about. Every church has one. <laughs> we thank you for your, and maybe, maybe they're like a Pentecostal person who has a, just to talk, talk, talking just to talk. We thank you for your blessing that comes on a thousand generations. You know, it's just like just quoting scripture because they've heard other people say it. That's the key. It's not it's not bad to thank God. You know, obviously, we just went over that. You got to praise God before you pray and and as you pray, like pray, praise is a form of prayer. And like ask God for things. Obviously, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying people oftentimes just say things in prayer because they've heard other people say it. You know, like if I got up and said Thank you, Lord, for thy righteousness and thy holiness. Because I, I heard Brother Kenneth Hagin use the word thy when he prayed. It's like he prays because that's how he prays. Because he reads the Bible so much that that becomes his vocabulary. And by the way, he, was, he grew up in the 20s, I believe. So, I mean, like, in the 30s. So, you know, you can't just copy someone and expect the anointing to be on it. Or expect, you know, God doesn't like copycats. He doesn't. He does not like copycats. He created you to be you. It's like you can tell. <laughs> you can tell when some people preach and when some people even talk. It's like, oh, I heard, uh, I heard, I heard uh, Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.'s cousin say this, and it's so true. He said, like, you can go to a church and everyone has the same haircut and everyone has the same, everyone has the same uh, tunic t-shirt and bomber jacket and pendant necklace and skinny jeans and, and uh, retro ones and, you know, they have all the same stuff. And then, like, the associate pastor will come up and say, like, hey, have you heard of Stephen Furtick? And he said, he said he would say, no, but I can tell that you have. <laughs> And that's nothing against Stephen Furtick. He's unique in that. But it's like, you can't just copy someone. You know, I, I heard someone else say this. So, 
you know, it must be anointed. No, it was anointed because it came out of their heart and they meant it. So don't pray. Like Jesus even said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who just use worthless repetitions. Actually, let's turn there. Matthew 6 and and verse 5. Matthew 6, 5. And we'll end on this. Matthew 6, 5. And this is Jesus' Jesus instructions to how to pray. He said, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they might be seen by others. You know, another place, let me find that, that other place. You know, I should have this, but. Yeah, it's it's the next next couple of verses. He says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees you in secret will, will reward you. Verse 7, And when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. You know, when, when the Bible says there's great power when you pray, the prayer of a righteous man is, has great power when it's working, it's not saying the lo- lengthy, long prayer of a righteous man. It's not the length of the prayer. You have to understand that. When we're talking about praying in faith and believing for something, praying for something specifically, it's not how long you pray. And what are you, and you're saying, Alex, well, you think we should just spend a couple minutes of prayer? No, I'm not saying that. I'm, you should spend a long time in prayer, longer and longer, as you get older and older, more dedicated, more dedicated, more dedicated. But it's when you pray like a prayer of faith, it's not, you know, God's not going to be like, oh, he prayed for six whole minutes on this and used used so many Christian cliches. I'm going to answer that prayer. You know, this guy over here, he only prayed for two minutes and he didn't use any Christian cliches. He didn't thank me for the miracle of the flowers. So I'm not going to answer his prayer. No, <laughs> God, God does not like to hear repetitious you know, that's how, that's how unbelievers talk. He said, don't pray like the Gentiles do. That's how cults pray. Just repetitious. You know, even, even things that God has given to the church to, like, like the Lord's Prayer. You can make that religious if you tried. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give it, And then you find like, you don't even know what you're saying anymore. You're just going through the motions. Never go through the motions with prayer. If you find yourself, listen, important key. If you find yourself, because I found myself doing the same thing. Thank you, Lord, for just all the blessings that you've given me. And I thank you that that this year, and you, you find like, even, even when you're saying like faith things, quote unquote faith things, you can say them religiously. Thank you this year. This is going to be the best year ever. And I thank you that it's like, You've checked out in your mind. Your mouth's just running. When you pray to God, be fully engaged. If you find yourself just repeating repetitious things, stop. Stop. Say, I'm sorry, Lord. You know, I'm sorry for being repetitious and being religious. And then get back into it. You know, a lot of times people use that because 
here, here's something interesting that I've been thinking about. A lot of times people use religious repetitious prayers because the thing that they're really thinking about, the thing that's really weighing on them, they don't want to pray about. Because, you know, whether it be they don't want to hurt their faith, they don't want to step out in faith and ask for it. You know, so when, when, when someone's rent's due and it's like it's coming, it's coming up and they, they don't have the money, that's really weighing on them. So when, And then when they go to pray, they're like asking God to bless their their granddaughter you know it's like it's those things aren't bad but like be real with god if there's something on your mind the bible says cast all your cares up upon him who cares for you so a lot of times people use that to mask what's really going on if you need rent get right to it you'll find that the anointing is strongest in authenticity i want you to i want you if you if you can write that down the anointing is strongest in authenticity and in fact the anointing only works in authenticity you find the seven sons of skiva we this is this is a prime example just saying things because they heard someone else say it there's no power in that we adjure you in the name of jesus whom paul preaches to come out the demon says jesus i know Paul, I know, but who are you? Religious people are unknown by the devil. They've got no name to the devil. So they're just talking to talk. When you pray to God, when you get even when you're praising, don't don't just like even when you like take this to the nth degree. When you're singing a song in church, singing a song at the house, you put on praise music. Don't just sing the words because it's in a good melody. Think about what you're saying. Think, is this scriptural? Think, is this what the word of God says? Think, okay, this is what the word of God says. All right, that's biblical. This is a biblical thing. Now, you know, you can, because you'll find that when you start praying religious prayers, it gets dry. And that's when people, they're like, I can't pray. It's boring. That's that's what happens when people that's when people get quote unquote bored with church, bored with with uh reading their Bible, praying, whatever. It's because they're doing it with a religious veil. It's not authentic. So believe God for things that you actually need and want. <laughs> not just like you know, and thank God for things that are happening in your life. You've got something to praise God about. You know, if, you, if you're feeling thankful, you know, don't ever feel guilty to ask God or, or praise God for something that happened. Like, like I'll tell you this. When, when I was praying this morning, real world, world example, I'll be real with you guys. When I was praying this morning, I got up. It was early to me. You know, it wasn't early for the rest of the world, but it was early to me. And uh, last night was such a great night. Someone, and and member of the Victor Tribe, I, I doubt he's listening, but Mike LaValle, what, just a huge blessing. I, I do want to say that because he's, he's a huge blessing. He gave me a watch and, and a nice watch. Like, like so, so to me, a nice watch, like a, a nice one. And I was, I was thankful, obviously, to him. Like, that, that was a huge blessing, huge Huge, insane, insane. Still, still can't believe it. 
But I was also thankful to God because I, I know I've so to watch. I've so to watch. And, you know, because the Lord spoke to me. So that watch. And that was a watch that I liked. It was a watch given to me, an important watch to me. And the Lord said, so it. And so I did. And, uh, and you know, this is the harvest. But, I, you know, if I got up in the morning, you know, that was a great blessing. But if I felt guilty for feeling good that someone gave me a watch, you know, th- thank you, Lord, for the sun sunrise, and thank you for breath in my lungs. And, you know, so, no, you, you actually... <laughs> you're actually thankful about something and it's the watch. Thank God for the watch. You know, it's like if someone <laughs> it's like if you give someone a present. You give your friend a present on um on Christmas. You give them a present, they unwrap it. As soon as they see the present, they're like, "Wow." And they're like, "Hey, thanks for giving me a ride. That was amazing." And then they never <laughs> "Thanks for giving me a ride that one time to the gas station or whatever." And then they never mention the present that you just gave them. You know, how does that make you feel? God has given you things to be thankful about. Be thankful about them and be thankful about them on the outside. Dance. Swallow your pride and dance. I know I had to. You just got to dance. Listen, just dance. Just dance. All right. That is part one. We've done two. So number one. Jumping into prayer requests, jumping straight into prayer requests, huge prayer mistake. Number two, talking just to talk. All right. So we'll continue with the next episode will be part two. I hope you had a good time listening. I know. I know. I know. It's a hard time. Y'all came after me. I did a, I did, (laughs) you know, that trend became popular on Instagram to do the question like blank is not blank without like Alex is not Alex without, and then your, your followers put in something. So I said, the last gen is not the last gen without. And then someone, I can't remember who, um, said the last gen is not the last gen without Alex promising to take short, a short amount of time on the podcast. And it ends up being an hour and a half. Sheesh called me out coming for my life. Wow. thought we were friends, but listen, I love you guys. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single person listening. I thank you that you've brought us together, knitted us together, so that we can be a family, a tribe. We could be a group of people that have like faith, that believe you, that are pressing into you when the whole world isn't pressing in. And because of that, Lord, we ask you to bless us in a way that that will blow our minds. We thank you, Lord, that this is going to be a year that we're going to look back and (laughs) just laugh. Just laugh. We thank you that you're giving us a new hunger to pray, press into you, and read your word. We thank you. You are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. I love you guys. Last week, we had a video podcast with a special guest, Lilia Petty. That you can find on the podcast app that you're listening to us right now. Um, or you can find the video version on Instagram. It's one of our videos. So if you click over, you see it. It was called Joy, Depression, and Praise. And that was a good Joe Rogan-style podcast. So I'd encourage you, go watch that. Go go listen to it. Go check it out. I love you. As always, follow the.last.gen on Instagram. If you have any questions, if you ever want to reach out, that that page is a gr- great place to go. DM us. 
We'll get back to you with any question that you could possibly have. All right. Sounds good. I love you guys. Check back in with you later. Thank you.